Well, hello again. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Something to Talk About. I've got my very, very best friend in the studio with me today. Yes, you do. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for asking. (laughs) And uh, we're going to have a good time today because we've been talking this week a little bit about, you know, I mean, everything revolves around coronavirus and all, and what are we doing and how is everybody coping with it? And part of the the puzzle uh, is the education aspect of what's going on. And you know, the, the kids are out of school as they normally would be because it's summertime, but they went through a very tough spring because they were they were sequestered at home. They had to do their, their schooling uh, virtually. And now we're facing, are the schools gonna open in the fall? Uh, uh, and in what form? Is it still gonna be virtual? Is it gonna be back face to face? So we've been talking about it. We thought, you know, this is something that we wanna kind of share with some some other people that we know. So we're inviting three family members uh, with us. We're inviting our son, Jeremy Sachs, who is a parent and also part-time homeschooler. Uh, We also have our niece, uh, uh, Jessica Shane, who is with us, and she is an elementary school teacher. And also our niece, uh, Haley Finer, who is a school counselor. So we're going to get a really good conversation going because uh, it's going to affect everybody on your screen as, as, as to what's going to be going on in just another month or two, uh, where we're going to be and, and what we're going to do. So, so Haley and Jessica, Jeremy, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's great to have, have all of you on the show with us and, and to see you. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I want to start with Jessica because you know, you lost out on teaching your students in the springtime. Uh, now it's summertime. Uh, you have to start working on lesson plans for the fall. And are those lesson plans going to be in person or are they going to be virtual? What, what how, What's your psyche like now in the in the summertime getting ready to for the fall? Um, well, I'm still currently teaching summer school, so which has been good. Is that virtually? Yep, it's all virtually. Right now with our state, the state of Florida, that's where we live, um, in our Hillsborough County, we have a few different options, and they just actually put it out to the parents to make their big choice for what they want to do with kids in the fall. And the first one is in the school, brick and mortar. We're going full force. No masks, um, no really class size reduction, just how it was before we left. Um, that was option one. Option two was a form of e-learning, which is tied to your school. And it's kind of like a combination of you might be in the school, you're going to, or it's going to be just online, but the teachers are actually teachers from the school. So, and we kind of have to wait on numbers and that'll determine how many teachers per grade level will actually not have students in their classroom, but we'll have students virtually. And then the third option, which is like there, it consists of two different things. It's you're just choosing virtually and we have something called Hillsboro virtual and then Florida virtual. The different, the biggest difference that I can see is that with Hillsboro virtual, it keeps the money with the school districts and your the schools themselves aren't losing money. But then the, if you do Florida virtual, that all that money goes to the state. 
So parents have to make that decision and that's kind of what they're doing. The biggest hurdle that I'm seeing is actually for teachers with school age kids, because regardless, even if they choose e-learning for their kids, they themselves as a teacher still have to go back to the school. And, and it, it, that's got to be a, kind of a difficult position because mm-hmm. if the kids do go back physically to school, are all of the parents going to send their children or is it going to be, I mean, the, the upside is you could end up with a smaller in-school school classroom size, uh, you know, but it's going to create an, another problem of, of how do you control all the students in school and virtually. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we are kind of facing. And the biggest concern is, will some of these teachers be actually losing their jobs? Because if our units get cut, then, and we don't have enough for um, actual in-class kids, or the kids are choosing to, the parents are choosing for the kids to do it online, then what are these teachers going to do? Because virtually, I don't know what the class size is virtually. I know over the summer it was more than um, what I would have had in the classroom. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do. And when will you know? Are they giving you a date? Yeah, they. I believe they have a, another week to decide. And I'm not sure if they've extended it or not. But I know just from I have... Um, friends who have kids who they've gotten the letters and it is a different letter for each child. So you can choose one thing for an elementary school student and something else for a middle school and for a high school student. So I, I would assume within the next week, we're really going to know some definite numbers because in three or four weeks, we're supposed to be going back for pre-planning. Now, Haley, you, you work as a counselor and so you're almost, a little more on the administration side of, of what's happening with, with all of this. What, what's the buzz around your schools and, and, and with the administration, they must be going absolutely crazy right now because they're faced with those same decisions that'll affect Jessica. It's, it's a decision of, of what do we do and when? Right. So, you know, I, I'm in middle school, so it's a little bit different. Um, but you know, Essentially, it's all the same, um, but we, we don't really know either. We go back mid-August, and we were not given an answer. We're told that we won't get an answer until end of July, August. Wow. Um, that's late. So that that's really late. Uh, but basically what she said is what we know as well. Um, our, you know, last um, something I heard that an idea was is that I'm a sixth grade counselor um, and they did speak of having sixth grade come back and do mixed learning so that would be um, I'm in a different county than Jessica um, yeah. in South Florida and in Broward County and Broward County has spoken about doing you know kids would come into school two days a week um, and then they would dedicate Wednesdays to cleaning. So they've talked about sending in sixth graders for two days a week only, um, and seventh and eighth grade would not come in at all. Um, that was an idea that was thrown out there for us. And as far as elementary, I think it would be, you know, those big grade levels, like the third grade they would do it with, and either like first grade as well, um, they spoke about. 
but that's you know as that's really as far as I know as well. Um, they just they have not made a decision. Uh, my my principal doesn't know. You know, there's a lot of chatter, but there's no definite answers. Um, they do have parents, staff, and anyone. Um, you know, with the surveys, just like Jessica said, they sent out, and it's you know model A, B, and C, and parents, staff, anyone who took the survey got to you know have an input. But when we got those back, it, it was kind of split. It was like 36% of parents and staff had said that they wanted to go back full time. And then another, <laughs> another 30, you know, percent said that they were okay with um, mixed mode. So it was all kind of split. There wasn't one like main. Area. All right, so so now now I turn the focus to Jeremy, and and given some of this information, and of course Haley and Jessica are in in uh, in, in Florida, uh, you're here in, in Texas, but just based on those comments, uh, well maybe this grade will go two days a week and three days a week and all. When you hear that, as a parent who also is strapped with the responsibility of working with your son on, on his education, either at school or at home, you know, parents are going to have to do all kinds of, 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 you know, work trying to determine what their schedules are going to be. Who's, who's going to be home? Uh, who can, who's going to go to work when and, and how to juggle this whole issue. When you hear this, Talk about maybe maybe they'll go back to school and and they're not going to decide for another month. And how is it? How does it affect you as a parent? Well, first and foremost, in this entire pandemic and having to not only be a parent but be an e-learning teacher, um, which means we have to learn what we're teaching Liam before we can teach Liam. Um, so there's. There's double work on that. I first and foremost have to say that I'm all in favor of doubling or even tripling the income for our teachers and educators in this in this world. <laughs> so that that's something that is clearly uh, I've seen is they are completely underpaid. So um, Jess Haley, I hope you guys at some point get a big bonus. And if I lived in in Florida, I'd vote for my tax dollars to increase. Um, <laughs> so all that being yeah, said, thank you. All that being said, it's uh, it's tremendous pressure. I mean, I'm lucky that I work for an organization that allows me to be really, really flexible. Um, in years past, I probably would not have that flexibility. So it's it's tremendously stressful to have to manage your professional career and then you know be a pseudo teacher and um, you know if, when this first started, Kristen was working five days a week, and I had to be the homeschooler, uh, teacher, uh, if you will, and it was incredibly stressful. And then she got furloughed, and I was elated that she got furloughed, so I didn't have to deal with it anymore. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> she went back to work, uh, so we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. I have a feeling, you know, like Jessica and Haley said, they have probably a lot more insight than us parents do right now. And um, 
it could be real interesting to see what happens. So you know what? I would I would hate to be in this kind of a position, especially if I am a school administrator, because you know I'm kind of damned if I do and damned if I don't. If I make the decision to open the schools uh, to everyone, I'm going to get flack from some of the parents. And if we decide to keep the schools closed, you're going to get flack from the school administration. And it it's it's a tough decision that they're in right now. And like Jess, you said that you may hear something in another week uh, of what's going on. Haley, you said they may not make a decision until the beginning of August. And there's talk of the schools. Some of the schools, even in Texas, are talking about trying to reopen by the middle of August. So it's a very, very short window to try and get all of this in, in place. Are, are you hearing, uh, Jess and Haley, are you hearing from some of the parents you mentioned that you're, they're trying to bring them into the equation to find out what is the feeling among parents uh, about what should happen for their, their kids in the, in the fall for school. Um, I've spoken to a lot of parents and, you know, kids by babies that uh, I come in contact with, you know, a lot of parents. And um, nine out of 10, I would say, would say that they want their kids full-time back in school. Um, it, it's face really to face hard. with their teachers. Yeah, it's it's really hard for these kids um, and parents as well. You know, uh, firsthand, I, I babysit two girls, one's five and one's ten, and I, the mom works at home. And you know, the five-year-old is bored every two minutes. I, I don't know how a parent can balance working and you know, teaching them school and keeping them occupied. So every parent I've spoken with is really all for just going back. Do you think that they're saying that they want the kids to go back for the sake of the student to be with their teachers uh, for those hours every, every day? Or are they saying it for their personal reasons that they just want to get the kids out of the house and back into the school? I, I'd say a, a mix of both. Uh, definitely personal, you know, um, but definitely there, these parents, you know, they're not, not all of them, like Jeremy says, he has to first learn the material and then he has to teach it to his child, you know? So some of these parents, you have a kid in middle school or high school, these concepts only get harder. So, you know, a lot of these kids do need a teacher to teach them this stuff. I have a question. None of you had any idea what was happening or how to go about doing your job when the schools closed in March, April, whenever they closed. March. What, March. Are you getting any help, any feedback now if the schools will be closed as to getting more help as to how to teach virtually? how to do your job, Haley, as a counselor, or are you still in the same place you were in March? I mean, I can talk for teacher-wise, at least for our county, they have done a lot. Um, we had specific, there were plans already drawn up for us that we could kind of look oh, at it and we there. Um, and they were, you the they you were really... They were really um, 
and they were very detailed. And so in addition to that, we had a lot of professional development as well. That and that helped a lot too. However, they they are switching. Um, I guess platforms. We use something called Edsby, and now we're switching to a platform called Canvas. So, I mean, we'll have to relearn that if we're going back to full e-learning, and so will the kids. But there has been a lot of help. Um, there's read because I'm more reading and writing, yeah. and there were weekly meetings that I attended and I would take things back. I could share with my team. We had team planning sessions that were going on. So Zoom was our best friend. It still is my best friend right now at the moment. Um, so it's good. We're using a lot of interactive things. We also didn't want to bombard the kids too much with new information because I mean, just like Jeremy was saying, we understood the parents had to learn a lot of this a lot of the schoolwork and I just know because I'm very close with the math teacher who taught our my students math it, it's very different from the way that even Haley and I learned math math is a whole different ball game so some of these parents they had to really reteach themselves these math concepts and so we had to definitely keep that in mind so yeah, that we, we didn't want to overwhelm them but at the same time we needed to challenge the kids and we did use a lot of highly young a lot of fun, um, engaging technology websites, and we we tried. I mean, and it was it it's going very well. I will say that we adapted very quickly. The kids adapted. I think that because most kids are very technology savvy nowadays, that definitely helps. Um, I mean, at least I can speak for the third and fourth graders that I've been teaching. You know, now, now that now that uh, Liam has popped into the picture, uh, you know, Liam, you can you can give your opinion on what we're talking about now. How do you feel as a student? You've been you've been doing your schooling online, uh, virtually, and all, and now they're talking about well, are you going to go back to the school to learn in the fall, or are you going to be at home and learning? What if it was your choice? What would you want to do? Um. Work home. <laughs> you like you like working at home. Why? Because I don't have to like at school. I don't take breaks, and I do. Oh, you take breaks at home. Mm -hmm. All right. So now, how are you going to feel if they say, "Okay, Liam, we're going to open up the school, and you're going to go back, and I'll." Do you think it's going to be hard to go back and learn in the classroom again after being at home and learning like in front of the computer? Mm -hmm. Or do you think you think uh -huh. you'll be able to do it okay? Um, I wouldn't like it. You like it? But isn't Liam, isn't the work harder on the computer? Mm -hmm. It's harder. What? Yeah, but at school, that's all we do is work on the computer. <laughs> well, point. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, but who would you rather be teaching you? Mom mom or dad or your teacher at school? Mom and dad. Mom and dad? Okay, so who would you rather teach you? Mom or dad? Mommy? Yeah. Because <laughs> daddy's tougher, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Who's tougher? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, and I want to say that's probably the the response that most kids are giving is that yeah. they do like being. It's like a split 50-50 where they either really like being at home because they can take the breaks, they can do everything in their bed, they can be in their pajamas. But the other aspect, I don't even know if it's they miss their teacher, they miss their friends. That's the biggest thing that I'm hearing. Whenever yeah. we have our Zoom calls, it's the first five to 10 minutes. We just, I let them talk and yeah. I tell me about your day, what's going on. They just miss that interaction. And Haley, what do you, what do you do? Are you calling parents to check up on the kids? Um, so, you know, yeah, my, my role kind of, it doesn't change, but my focus, you know, if I was at school, my focus would be the kids. Um, now I would say my focus is kids and parents. So we, we use the platform Canvas. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I used it in college, so I'm very familiar with it as is. But, you know, and some teachers were using it already. Um, some teachers weren't. So a lot of our kids were used to it. But um, my, my main job every day was, you know, these teachers will email me who's not logging in because we can see their login and we can yeah. see their last login. And I would, you know, hunt them down and I would call and email and message them on Canvas. Like, what what are you doing? You know, you haven't done this, this, this. And, and I get it, you know, sometimes we have technical difficulties or, you know, there was, was a pandemic. So, you know. Parents are going through a lot. Um, there's a lot of changes, so sometimes school can get put on the back burner. But my main job was calling and, you know, really trying to get in contact with these kids. But it, it's difficult. You know, I can only call so many times. And, well, at least I have that child there and I can say, have that face-to-face -face conversation or I can, you know, get them to get a, a parent for me. But, this after so many times. There's only so much you can do. And then, you know, for them to call me back, my number was generated through the computer. So I would have to say, email me or I'll try you again at this time. You know, it's, it's very difficult. So Liam, would you say most of your school friends have iPads or computers at home? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I asked Jessica and Haley, what happens if someone doesn't have a computer at home? I we read, did. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, I just read that there are corporations that are handing out devices. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They say devices. They don't say computers, iPads, or what to so our, many schools. Our teachers have like carts in their room. Um, um, like laptop, nothing like crazy, just like, you know, uh, a Dell laptop or something like that. And so they, um, the principal went in, the media specialist went in, a couple secretaries, and we had distribution days, and kids could come pick up computers, and it got assigned to them. Um, and, you know, they, it was like you get a book from the media center, you, except you're getting a computer, and you log it, you sign it out, and then um, well, hopefully we're back in school. That's one that we're trying to. So right now they still have their computer. And how about what about you, Jessica? 
How was it? Yeah, we did the we did something almost the exact same thing. It was if you did not have a laptop at home, we are almost I believe almost a one to one school, meaning every for every student there's a laptop. And if they didn't have a laptop, they would get a laptop. And if there were five kids in the family, there were five different laptops. And I know that we oh. donated some of our laptops to the local high school that's right by us. Um, and we gave out a lot of laptops. We did have a few days where they had to come return their laptops. And if they were doing summer school, they had to keep the laptops. And then next week, they're supposed to be returning them. And I know they put into the budget, um, if some do go missing or some aren't returned, that's all being taken care of. Wow, that's incredible. All right, so and there was free internet, too. So now Liam had, Liam had indicated that he would really prefer staying home and doing his learning on the computer and all. And I think that's for obvious reasons because it's 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 easier to take a break, uh, go get something to eat, and be in your pajamas. Uh, yeah, do it do it on the couch <laughs> instead of sitting at a desk. Yeah, uh, and all. And and I would imagine that a lot of the, a lot of of the school children feel that way. The parents, on the other hand, probably say, you know, we need, we need the freedom. We can't, we just don't have the ability to, to, to work our jobs and our lives around trying to, to learn what we now have to teach to the children. And the teachers also may lose a handle. So, Jeremy, given that, that scenario, even though your son would love to stay in his pajamas and go to school uh, online every day, how do you, what do you feel is maybe the best mode for parents of children of, of school age? Well, first, uh, before Liam goes away, we have to take a vote because Jess was always known for her crazy hair. What do you think about this, Jess? Haley? Huh? I, he, I think he's got me beat. See you later. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Liam. <laughs> uh, so what, if I remember the question is what would be best for the parents in this situation um, really I, th I think it's up to the individual parents and, and just like Jessica and Haley said and we're waiting for our school, school district to you know let us know what it's, what's going to happen but we already know that we have the option of either sending our kids back or keeping them at home and my first feeling was send them back and then, you know, mom and dad, as you guys know, because I even called you, we talked about it a little bit, you know, then I'm kind of having second guesses, like, yeah, is it best for him to stay home? I don't know. So uh, I'm really on the fence about it. Obviously, he wants to stay home because that way he can do e-learning in his underwear and, um, you know, spend, spend two hours a day on it instead of eight hours in, in school. But I think it all depends on, on the families. You know, there's a lot of families that they have, you know, either single parents and they have to work and they really depend on their kids going to school um there's there's parents where where both parents work where they depend on the kids going to school so some some families don't really you know have a choice um and, and if, if the kids have to stay at home then that brings a whole another can of worms in the equation to Je jess and haley do you think that if that option uh, is on the table for the parents to, to keep the kids home. They may want to keep the kids home simply because uh, of a fear of a spike in the virus again. But as educators, 
do you think that that's the best you know, uh, 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 avenue for the children? Because are they really going to get a good quality education by, by trying to do it at home and you having to juggle between what, the, what they're doing at home and what they're doing in the school? Um, I think, like Jeremy said, it's really up to the parents. It's their personal opinions. Um, I know that when Jake was home with me, it is it was hard. It was really hard because, um, I mean, he's two and a half. So having a two and a half year old and I'm trying to teach, it was really hard. So I get and he just missed his friends. The number one thing is he missed his friends. Um, I think it, de it depends on the teacher. It depends on the quality of work that that teacher is going to give. Um, I just it's it's hard for me to say one over the other. I know that. I, I miss the kids. I miss pulling small groups. I miss having those conversations. Just how are you doing? How's your morning? I miss the high fives. I miss the hugs. But I know in reality, like I also have to think about my family too. And I think that's one of the big risks that teachers now are like people who are working on the front lines are facing because you, and especially if it's not mandatory to wear that mask, you know, I just, it, it's very hard because I, I do have to think about my family. I have to think about Jake, who if I bring something home and then what happens? So it's just, it's a big, I think the best thing I read something where you go behind closed door with your partner and you talk about it and you come back with, this is what we decided. And you both have to support that 100%. And then your child will really be okay with it. So I think it's really a personal opinion. Yeah, well, that's that's why this has become such a tough discussion is because, you know, are the teachers now going to have to take extra steps to make sure that all the desks are wiped down? Are they going to make sure that all the kids use hand sanitizer? Are they going to use ma masks or not? Uh, uh, how is the curriculum going to be affected? How is the daily schedule in, in the school going to be affected? And then the other part of the discussion is if the parents don't feel that the time is right and want to keep the kids at home, their lives get turned upside down because they've got to make the preparations to have their child at home and, and, and work with them and oversee their progress in school. Uh, you know, I just keep thinking about what is the best avenue for the, for the development of the child, uh, because are they going to be falling behind because they're given that freedom? And, and while Jeremy and Chris are very, very good about making sure that Liam has that school time, how many parents are out there that are telling the, the child, just sit down and do your homework, turn on the computer and do your homework, and they don't give them the help that they need? Is that going to set the child back? so many aspects to this whole conversation. Well, that, and that goes into something, a question I had for Haley, because as a counselor, you do have some children that that you have to see, parents that you have to talk to, I'm sure, uh, on a regular basis or maybe not a regular basis, but you have difficulties. How is this COVID virus, are there, there's gotta be more problems at home? Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. So um, I'll speak for my school. My, my school is interesting. We have about 2,100 kids for 6th, 7th, and 8th, and it's kind of split. Um, I would say 
half of those kids come from not a great area um, and the other half come from a very, you know, wealthy area. It, it's interesting where we come from. So, you know, half of our kids do have the resources and they do have um, families to support them and, you know, teach them and help them if they need. But then, like you said, there's a lot of kids who I worry about, a lot of kids who are frequent flyers in my office who completely fell off the deep end. They have no internet at home. They have no, you know, um, they have no internet, they have no support. They're in a, a single parent home and, you know, the, the kid tells me, you know, his sleeping situation and it's, it's, it's not one that you would ever want, you know, he comes to school because he, and he eats and I don't know how much he gets him because it's just not a fun situation for him and you know he's the type of those kids are the type of kids that really feel for and they they need to be in school because they turned in just no work and um I don't know if other counties did this but like Broward County sent out a sliding scale to teachers so uh, because of everything going on, you know, if a kid turns in zero work, usually they would get an F. Um, if a kid turns in zero work, they still, the sliding scale is they could get a D and still pass. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of different things sent out, but it's it really, like you said, it, it's challenging. There's a lot of kids that need to be at school. But then, you know, it goes back to, like Jessica and Jeremy said, it's, it's a personal preference and, it's what the parents want, and there's a lot of other factors. When it's a middle school, they're not sitting in one classroom all day. They're rotating. They're right. every 50 minutes. There's 2,000 kids in the hallway. Um, lunchtime comes, and it's like stuffed sardines in a cafeteria. It's 700 kids sitting in one place. That you can't do that now. It's going to be. It has to look different, you know. And, for everyone, what, what would buses look like? There's just so many factors that, you know, we all have to think about, and as parents have to think about because they want their kids to be safe. Yeah, I I would say, Jessica and Jeremy, I, I, I really give you props. I just, to, to have to work and raise a, a family, I, I can't imagine. I really can't. I mean, I can see it through Jeremy's eyes because I, you know, I'm, I'm closer to him. We're in Texas, but um, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I mean, we Jake was was is really pretty good. He would have his moments, but I mean, especially we were kind of in the middle of body training, so that was nice. Um, he, I kind of put a preference out there saying, you know, Jake's home. He would sometimes make an appearance. The kids really loved seeing him. And even when we were back at school, they love just finding out about your personal life. They love knowing all of that. And a lot of the parents too, when they would see that, hey, this teacher has a kid at home, I think it kind of put them at ease too, because they could tell like, there's a couple of times where Jake had some emotions and he was feeling some things and they saw that and I would put the, um, video or not the video, but the camera, the microphone on mute and say, just give me a minute. And we would go about our day. And it was, we, so like I said, we adapted. Um, the kids were really, the ones that showed up and who would really try and do work 
they would do great. There were kids, there were some kids who probably were like Liam and they would say, I did it where I would give a lot of the work out on Monday and kind of said, this is what's due each day. Everything is due by Friday. And I would have daily um, Zoom meetings for them. If And I did have office hours. So if they did need questions, I was on Zoom and they could pop in, pop out. And some of the kids, they would do everything on Monday and Tuesday and they would have the rest of the week. If they had questions, they would come in. And for some kids that works. And if that works for them, that's, great i think it is setting them up because a lot of colleges now are online so it's setting them up great for in that aspect of it but i always just think about i guess something similar to what my sister haley was saying the emotional aspect of some of these kids because school is is their safe place this is where they get their food hillsborough county did a grab and go so they provided breakfast and lunch and they were doing that still throughout the summer which is great um and, but I do, I feel for, there's a few kids in my classroom who I just felt for and every, almost every day, every other day I was calling, I had the office calling, just where are you, what's going on? So I do feel for them. And those are the kids that should be in school. And it's just, it's, it's up to the parents. And I'm interested to see what happens in the fall or in August. Do you think that there is, that it's a viable option that they they split the week? In other words, maybe they say the schools will be open two or three days a week. Let's say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the, the, the children will go to the physical school. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, they will stay at home and do their, their homework and work with the parents on uh, any kind of virtual follow-up that they might need. Is, do you see that as, as, as any kind of a viable option? They, they talked about that. Um, I think that's where the, the, I think it was option B for Hillsborough County. I, I have to go back and recheck, but I think that's what it was. It was, you know, a few days a week, they would be at school and then the other days they would be at home, which in all honesty, I mean, I think it, it is a good, it's a good um, middleman, I guess for those kids who really do need to be at school where, and then it's good for the kids who can get all their work done and they can do e-learning and then we're not spreading as many germs. I know that teachers are very clean, especially in their classrooms. So already, I mean, we're at Sam's and Costco loading up on the big bottles of hand sanitizer at the beginning of the year. They had mentioned that they're giving us a lot more of that when we go back. I know they, I think they may be giving us some of the paper masks, which is I, the cloth masks are really hard. Right. I know that um, I like the face shield, so at least they can see my face. They can see that I'm smiling. I actually like those a lot. So we'll see what what they what they say. J Jeremy, as a parent now, going through what you've gone through with the schooling, it's probably it's been an education for you and Chris. Did were there times that you could go to, to Liam's teacher and get some direction or get some help with oh, homework? Did oh, she yeah. have hours? Yeah, the teachers have been fantastic. You just email them and they'll respond back within a matter of hours. Um, so they've been very, they've been fantastic. And and listen, we all we all have to realize there's no roadmap for everything that all of us have been going through. And the teachers obviously included. And so everybody just have to 
has to figure it out. And there's often times where we wouldn't know what to do. And the teacher emailed back and said, listen, I'm figuring it out too. So as soon as I figure it out, I'll let y'all know. And um, yeah, but, but absolutely. Jeremy, from, from a parent standpoint, how do you think that split option would 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 work sending uh, sending him to the school three days a week and then being home two days a week. I personally don't like it at all. Uh, I I I prefer one week on one week off. I think there's more consistency, and that's mm -hmm. what you're seeing in corporate America. Uh, logistics teams and finance teams are are splitting their teams in half, and half the team goes the A group goes you know the first week of the month, and then. They stay home the second week and the B group goes the second week. So I like for the consistency for children to at least be one week on, one week off. Um, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday start, stop, I think is a little too much, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of it from the standpoint that at least you could work your, your work and personal schedules around that so you would know for doctor's appointments, shopping, uh, everything else that if 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 – if Liam's in school on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can take care of those things, your meetings at work and all. And then on Tuesday and Thursday, you're you're focused on on the homeschooling aspect of it. Yeah, well, I think you know, the advantage of the one week on, one week off is really for the parents. So that way they could stay at home and have that consistency and, and the child care is, is easier. But that's just... I don't know, that's just what I think. How would, how would that work for, for you, Jess and Haley, uh, if, if you know, the kids came to school one week and they were at home the next week? Um, I mean, I think it would be very similar to the we're going for three days or staying home for two days. At least that way they get an extended period in the classroom. That was never, from my knowledge, that was never really talked about. I know they kind of talked about grades going in like specific times or days um kind of similar to like a block schedule where they have longer class periods so yeah i think yeah. it's very it's very similar i do agree that it is it's really hard if they were to do the three days in two days out for the parents who do have full-time jobs um like my my husband is a essential worker so he was working this entire time so i can only imagine some of the other parents who they maybe they both were essential workers and then one of them had to stop working and that's paychecks that's money being taken right. out of their pocket so yeah i don't know but i think yeah. it would be a good option well another option could be that half of the half of the class goes one week and the other half goes the next week that way the teachers have the students all the time in school and and the the uh uh the the uh you know, scenario that Jeremy brought up would would then work for the parents at home. There, you know, the more we talk about this, the more options seem to fall on the table. And and unfortunately, it's it's getting getting to a fail safe point where the administrations have got to make a determination, both not only with within the school system, but also within the the uh, uh, city. Uh, political system as to what they're going to to uh, dictate uh, as to, to what what they need to do for the best benefit of everybody. Got to be a tough decision. I, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, we we have our. I mean, because the administrators themselves don't really make that call. It's the superintendent and the school board. 
that make that call and they're the ones who will say, yes, you're opening your doors or no, you're not. And if they're assigning specific schools, it's the school board that is figuring out which schools they are opening. And so Haley, you haven't been teaching it all this summer. You, you've had the summer off. Yeah, I, I have the summer off. Um, as, as a, a counselor, you know, we we only work, we work the same schedule as a teacher, um, unless, you know, you're like the director, and then you would go in a little bit early, but you're never, uh, you know, teaching kids. It's just, like they said, I mean, and like you guys said, the clock is ticking, um, and I, I don't think, you know, even our superintendent has an answer for us just quite yet, but you know, these middle schools and high schools, there's a lot of logistics. Um, you know, we have somebody already doing the master schedule for 2000 kids, but I can't imagine having to take that schedule and then like completely redo it or, you know, take into consideration, well, you're going to go on this day, you're going to go on this day. Like there's just so many logistics and, you know, we have electives for kids and these elective classes they push 40 to 70 in a class. I, I don't know how they're, you know, ever gonna, even if you cut that in half, that's still too many kids. So I, how do, how do you do PE? It's, it's very hard. We push 70 kids into a PE class. Oh, that, that's tough. Wow. Well, we're, we're unfortunately down to about our last minute for the for the show now. But uh, I, I want to reiterate something Jeremy said at the top of the show. And that is that I I honestly think that that teachers are the most underappreciated and underpaid people in our society. And that uh, we 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 also need to mandate that coming out of this, we're, we're putting an extra an extra effort on the shoulders of our our teachers and our educators, and they need to be compensated for that. But uh, Jessica, Haley, Jeremy, thank you very, very much for joining us on the show. I'm, I'm glad we were able to share the conversation. And I don't doubt that we're going to hear from a lot of our listeners uh, as to you know what some of their thoughts are on the show also. So thanks, thanks a lot for thanks being with us. We love you and we appreciate Thank you. you. Love you all. Good, good seeing you all again. You. Good seeing you. And again, thank you, Mark, for producing the show. We appreciate it. And that'll do it for another session of something to talk about. Hope you'll all be with us again next week. We don't know what we'll be talking about yet, but uh, we'll come up with a good one, I'm sure. But thanks again to Jess and Haley and uh, Jeremy for joining us. You all go out, make it a good week. Stay safe, stay protected. Wear a mask. <laughs>